Hey, man, how you doing? Are you feeling all right? What's up with you? Oh, no, it was the stinking VA freaking... Right. Just bad timing with the pill refill and the upping of dose type shit. Okay. It's just more powerful drugs than I like to take for, for non-recreation. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> the boy. Yeah. I hate to hear yeah, I hate to hear that, especially on such a momentous day. Oh, you know? today, you know what? Today is the best day to have yeah. a, a coffee, a fencing, fencing grounds conversation because yeah. Yeah. Like, we literally have so much to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's so much to say. So when was this released? When was this released to the public? This was released for Facebook or whatever. For, for the uh, article, I suppose it'd be the article is what yeah, was the release. Well, this this morning, uh, this morning at about zero uh, six thirty or so. Um, yeah, I think it was about zero six thirty. So that might have been like uh, uh, Jan, Daniel Jacquet's time there in Switzerland, France. Might be seven at night. Okay. Yeah. Seven okay. At, seven at night. He did in the evening. Yeah. So. And it was, you know, yeah, it was uh, unexpected. I didn't know. Uh, but, you know, there you go. It's, there's a whole lot of people in the world that didn't know. But what we did know is we always, I never gave up the feeling that that was Meyer's book. Because why yeah. would all of these historical, fi- these people who wrote these travel logs, essentially, right. go in there and they're looking at it with their own eyeballs and they have a notepad. And they write down Yoko Meyer, fifteen sixty one. Yeah. Look at this crazy fucking armor, right? Veldens, the the relevant Veldens. thing. Yeah, no, the Veldens. Yeah, yeah that's stupid relevant. <laughs> that's that was I guess generally the old historians looked at who the who they dedicated it to. There was generally a duke or you know a known name. Even if they didn't know who Meyer was, they knew then it was to Veldens. And and obviously when I saw that, I knew it wasn't you know Otto von Solms. I mean, the first time I saw it was. Uh, yeah, I was excited because I saw that Veldens, but um, it'll it'll be an interesting, um, you know, the next couple of years. It'll be very interesting how they're going to track that provenance from. Um, I remember an article you were just you just shared with me some some rough stuff you were doing oh, on yeah. Hans K or Jerry Jerry Hans <laughs> Jerry Hans going, which Jerry is the Hans. Best. That's a great yeah. n- these cool these man. sort of details will eventually come out, but I mean. Um, I tell like my students this stuff. I mean, yeah. I love the story with this 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 guy's original bride. Right. You know, some crazy some craziness like, going on there. Cecilia Gustav's daughter King. Um, and we'll and you know what? Let's tell that story when it comes up. But what's yeah. stupid exciting now is that everyone else believes that this book is Meyer <laughs> original as well because. We have it. It's been. It never yeah. was lost. It was in the damn museum. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's rewarding in a way. And, and I love Joey Two Pants. Love him to death. But but early on, he just kind of poo pooed the uh, the, the reality of it. I mean, and I and I was screaming at the top of my lungs to myself in my own mind, going, "Dude, I've got multiple reference of this of this. Why aren't you at least putting this on the Wickedenauer and blah blah blah?" So now he's 
you know, but but he's a thorough dude. He he's like a scientist. He wants he wants proof. There's got to be evidence. There's got to be proof. Well, I I had always figured that anecdotal mention. Anecdotal. <laughs> it's up there. It's been up there for a while. That the the missing the lost Valdense manuscript. <laughs> the the actually not lost Valdense manuscript. Rediscovered. Rediscovered. Yeah. Rediscovered, that's, and, that's and the by the same dude that found almost all the, the other stuff that we know about Yoga Meyer, um, Oliver Dupree. Dupree. Yeah, Monsieur Dupree. He is a he is a he's an amazing human being. I've I've done some chatting, some video chats with him now, and never having never met him, I had the opportunity right prior to the onset of the plague in 2020 mm. I, I was scheduled to he had invited me to Strasbourg to a um, to a big Meyer event that he was having for an That's anniversary right. and, and I was going to go bro I had laid on made plans laid on but working uh, working for and who and what I do I got wind of uh, of some shit and they kind of said no you know you better not be traveling and you know what bro by the 26th of February, where I would have been, having I was planning on going from Strasbourg and then visiting uh, some folks in northern Italy, had I done that on the 26th of Feb, you have been locked down. You've been in the was, mix. It was bad, bro, in northern Italy, and on the 26th of Feb, it hit there really fucking hard. So I would have been in the mix, dude. I would have just been hard pressed to get out, and th- that would be ugly. That would have been ugly. So I don't know. Uh, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll take him back up on that offer. But now, see see the reason I think he the way that he discovered this and the way he explained it to me, Monsieur Dupree, he was preparing a lecture on the life and times of Joachim Meyer, yeah. including including all of all of his wonderful stuff and some new things that he found, some new factual and some, some other stuff, some biographical stuff about his wife and a potentially a daughter and some other stuff. So in preparing for that, he wanted to write a little bit more about this unknown Valdense. So he, I guess, accumulated all the research from me and you and everybody else that he could, and he, and he had his own. And uh, lo and behold, he found something that seemed to indicate this thing was still extant and he did due diligence and tracked that and oh, I guess that library said oh yeah that thing yeah here it is you know and, and he paid a, a nominal fee originally to get the low res but they gave him the whole thing and that was then on the 11th of February he texted me and uh, and, I'll, and I'll let you in on a little secret here brother that I've been keeping from you all along go ahead lay it Roger, on me Roger Norling was an original recipient of this. Right on. At the same time as me, on the 11th of Feb, included in that text, uh, that messenger, Facebook messenger text thing, was Roger. So he's he's had this uh, for as long as me, but obviously he's not transcribing or translating. I have inter- I have since sent him the transcription of uh, of the staff and some other stuff we were just chatting again awesome this morning awesome. so um yeah uh you know it's uh it was a great honor for me to have monsieur dupuis uh, uh share this with me and and i just think the world owes him a huge 
huge debt of gratitude. That's one thing we should not overlook. You know? No, man. And, and you know what? His, his name will be remembered at least amongst us serious sword nerds. That's for sure. Yeah. I think oh, I just yeah. the other day was calling him a rock star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. He, he's... And he's cool. He's he's really chill. He's laid back. He's but uh, but uh, yeah, man. I, we 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 should have him over <laughs> at the earliest possible convenience. Have him over to an event. Schedule an event around him. Imagine yeah. having having a Fryfester event over here, and having him, if he'd be willing at some point to 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 lecture, and just talk because the dude is is serious. I mean, he has. You know, a serious wealth of of knowledge that. Uh, oh man, can't I can't wait? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we'll absolutely. I'll uh, we'll have to reach out. And he actually suggested that to me in a in a in one of our chats. About really? Okay, good. I was hoping that that a, was going to be the case. <laughs> no, he he actually suggested having a having an event here in America. Um, that's like a sister event to what he would do over there. This Meyer. This Meyer-centric, complete Meyer-centric event that you know he's he has big plans to do. So you know he he's definitely not omitting the North American uh, people. Um, no, I mean, well, the Meyer people are the Meyer Freifechter Guild, and I'm sure there's some onesie twosies out there doing their own thing. But by and yeah. large, it's like we are the the coalition of Meyerites that are historical fencing. Like ner- super nerds <laughs> and researchers, that's that's the claim to fame, I guess. Well, I'm not a nerd, but yeah. I'm, yeah, you are. Come on. I'm not, you, you no. s- what do you do? You have like a he has a candle. You gotta imagine this. Picture it in your mind, like bearded Kevin, yeah. the glow of like the computer. He's translating. He's got like a candle with maybe like a, it's on a skull or something. Yeah, th- but, come on, but I'm always I'm always thinking violent thoughts though, man. I'm, I'm always I am a I'm a I'm a sword I'm a nerd who will beat your beat your ass. I definitely that's what I tell myself. No, no, I'll beat your ass. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> I'm violent. Ah. Well, I tell you, nerd culture has definitely went out in my this flavor of nerddom, where it is yeah. historical research about and with and in conjunction, just married. In, it's marinated in yeah. violence. Yeah, you know you yeah. can't it's escape. Ev- it's evolved. It's evolved. The 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 nerdy and geeky or whatever you want to call it. There are you know that's and I'm and I'm happy about that. Uh, that that it's you know some very tough people out there who are also nerds. No joke. <laughs> all, all jokes aside, I all know several. Yeah. You know you you know you got some cool people. So anyways, this thing is uh, this thing's oh burning up the burning up the webs right now, and it's funny because it's just imagery. It's just the you know. And I knew this would be. I predicted this. Look at the pretty pictures, all this, all that, the color, and that's great. But people haven't gotten around to saying, uh, what the hell does this say? What's this? What does this now, say? I haven't been to the website. Did they, are these images cropped? Or are they giving out even all the hand shrift? I believe, I, you know, I did not find the link in the article that was released, but apparently there's a link there. There is. I believe you have to click... I can show it to you. Don't even worry about it. But, folks, if you're following along, if I'm not mistaken, you follow the link to the ADA site, and if you click the title, not the PDF button, it'll bring you to where there's an an abstract, and within that abstract, it's hyperlinked. If not, that abstract is inside the PDF, and you'll have to cut and paste. 
Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I didn't know, and I didn't know if it's the whole thing. I or just, not. I, I saw it. I didn't go there. Yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> I was just wondering if the Dagon thing was like cropped images, and you know, or it may be. It may be the entire 256 pages. Holy which is, moly! Which is fine. Well, I, I tell you, people are gonna know. try. To, they're trying to transcribe and translate right now, guaranteed. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they better. Well, they should. I mean, that's you know, I've had multiple requests for already a bunch of my shit's been blowing up what's this say what does this mean what is this you know have you translated this yet they're just dying to know right away well of course things that are relevant you know to their studies so I mean this is uh, you know and the book is going to be relevant to almost everyone's studies um, if they're into the German if they're into the 16th century even the Italian because you're going to look at you're going to look at Marazzo different you're going to look at Meyer and the connection to Meyer, I've seen some of Roberto's guys are commenting um, how they always knew that there was quite the connection uh, between the, the, the KDF and, and the, their Italian that they're oh, so yeah. proud of and, and that they love. And they see these these Marazzo images in Meyer, and they're like, well, fuck, I knew it, you know. So uh, was, that was one of the first things I saw, too. I said, oh, my God, and, and look well, at this. Well, you have, like, look at the figure. I mean, the, yeah, just you can't deny the, the image of... The Meyer-esque Pluterhosen yeah. dude in the pose yeah. with the hands that's and Meyer. everything. Yeah, that's, that's Meyer. Meyer. Who else would that be, man? That is that is the master, bro. There is. That would be no the first image in the book, too, right? No, but yeah, nobody. Yeah. No, no, it's no. not the first image. But that's that image matches other other potential images of him. Now the seventy, where we think it's him, looks a little different, but. You know what, bro? I can still see that's a big dude in the 61 with his arms out. You can tell by his legs. He's, he's a big, long, heavy dude. And we believe Meyer was probably six foot plus from looking at the, uh, the uh, 1570 plate A. That's a big dude. We, if You know that's him. I mean, it's... I, I, it, it stands to reason. I've always thought that in plate A, that was him with the staff overseeing the two young fencers it only stands to reason that, that you if you're going to put yourself in there that's there and then we also have the images of the the rapier fencer right you know with this, which looks like him that looks which like looks him as well, like him so, as well yeah but that was not a painting uh that was the woodblock and that's a real serious looking face and elsewhere as you look at the painting it's it's a little cartoonish or whatnot but uh um you know, in that article uh, that Olivier wrote, he surmises that the Lund drawings, paintings, could be attributed to Stimmer, but that these are clearly uh, someone else because of the color of the, the paint or something. So there's there's a lot of stuff. Which to draw? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which no, no, drawings? No, no, he, I I looked at that, but which drawings? Is he talking about the drafting of? No, the, the images the, in the Lund. The Wappen? Oh, and the Lund. The images of the Lund, uh, Olivier surmises that those are attributable to Tobias Stimmer. For some reason, he sees something Stimmerish there. And I've and, been staring and at those for years, and I'll, I, I would... You don't see it? I don't. And, and again, Stimmer wasn't there. Like, if he's trying to push the date back, if, if Mr. Dupuy is trying to push the date closer to oh, the production what time. 
What if he's assuming it's 68 like Dr. Forgan thinks? I still think it's like 63. And we got these other factual. We got the age of the Von Sam boys. And yeah. like there's there's enough contextual information about their travels and what was going on that like. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I'm it's preaching to the choir here. We, I, I, no, I date the, 15, the, the Lund much earlier. Um, one of the key reasons why they didn't date that earlier Dr. Forgan or Oliver Dupuy um, was the fact that they like he's he's in great debt because you know tradesman was earning this much. So all of that stuff was based on the, like the earnings of a tradesman, not what you get for effectual, not what you get for private students, not what you get for commissioning and f- completing fencing manuscripts for no- young nobles. Meyer was doing just fine financially, so I think that the the date, therefore, for the Lund can get pushed back all the way about 1563. It looks like he gets most of his students, his noble students, he was getting from Heidelberg. Interesting. <laughs> That's interesting to me. He's getting young university students. And he wasn't even in, in they would come to him. That's interesting. I mean, that's, uh, I wasn't aware of that aspect, but that angle, but, uh, interesting. Further research, uh, you know, is in order there. I just, all the details that we could never, well, we're still going to have more questions than we have answers. Always. Always. That's, that's the best thing to, I like hearing that, bro, because that's the best thing to say. I mean, it's, it's, it keeps us. It keeps us humble and keeps us uh, searching, keeps us hungry for, for more. As soon as as soon as somebody comes forward and says, "Oh, they've got it figured out," you know, then they're not gonna. They, they've they, they're done searching. Yeah, they're done looking. They're done yeah. looking, like, "No, we got this." Huh? No, it's uh, it's wise to keep on going. And and this, uh, you know, uh, what other people can learn from this when a translation gets out. Some of the stuff that they're going to extrapolate just in techniques forget about the biographical and the and the where's and why for's but the actual technical uh in the physical reconstruction and interpretation of these physical arts it's it's uh people see it already from the images people who know meyer are yeah. looking at that going hey what what in the actual hell is this i mean i'm looking at half sorting <laughs> he half sorts with almost every fucking thing every weapon in there dagger Rapier. Yeah, that there's was... this there's this unique grabbing the blade with the left hand and doing crazy things with it, which is uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Well, look at the placement of all their hands by their face with their fingers up, you know, right. that like right. not like center of the chest, not like no. behind you, sometimes behind you, but I mean that was same thing in the sixty in the Lund, if you yes. will. Yeah, like it's way more. Like it's way more hand up by the head. Yeah, with the single hand weapon. Someone, someone who knows early history of Italian rapier, like say 1540s, 1550s, 1530s, in that time frame, can definitely bring some stuff to light there. Because we know, obviously, 1600s with the uh, Fabri and Capoferro, there's definitely they advocate that hand up like that. Hoisler, etc. It's clearly well, said. Well, it's going to go back it. to. I think the earlier, the other opera nova. I think it's yeah. going to get the other. Yeah. So I think this. I think Meyer had access to both. I think that that's what I. That's that's the my gut feeling from reading 
Um, what it's not gone unnoticed. Of, that has yeah. already not gone unnoticed. People who know Morazzo and know yeah. those images have looked at this Meyer stuff and said, oh my God, there is no question. Now, you know, and, and Roger Norling and I were talking about it uh, just a minute ago. Um, it's so satisfying that a lot of the arguments and shit that, that have existed in the past, the disagreements and stuff, there, there's no way now to continue on with that line of thought when there's just irrefutable evidence. Yeah, now many, now things, it exists. Things. Now it's in people's hands. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. like we always knew it existed because those those humans wouldn't have made such a each one of them wouldn't have made such an egregious error. I just I love that this Agreed. thing no, was just always there. That just blows my mind. Yeah, it's uh the fact that this thing was digitized in 2013. That's that's the that right? is a knife in the heart actually. Now somebody needs to explain this to me how Mr. Oh. Kiermeyer and Karsten Karsten Lorbeer and many other very astute German researchers, you know, big huge HEMA guys researchers even who is that Jens P. Kleinau how he writes a whole big article about the Veldens and stuff, but but nobody ever found it. And you know, I seem to remember specifically. I think it was Kiermeyer mentioning that he went to a library in Munich, in in, in München, in Bavaria, looking for this, just because it had been there. No, noted there last. It never left there. <laughs> I mean, apparently, it never left there. So yeah, the provenance of this, this manuscript is going to, like, be interesting. But we but were getting into that before, and I was talking about Veldens. He was in a city, a town that he formed and built called La Petite Pierre. Ah, yes, that, he the, died there. The, La Petite Pierre. So they, that's where he lived. So they assume this book was, was there in huh. La Petite Pierre. And wh how it, you know, going back to the origins of it, how it left from there where it went you know the name that's in the that's scroll, scrawled in uh, handwritten on an inside cover it's an Alexander oh somebody Alexander somebody huh and uh, I started looking around for that name and I'll tell you kind of like when, when we found the Rostock and I was telling Mike about this and that and it was all inaccurate stuff but we got all hepped up so I <laughs> listen listen to the leap Listen to the fucking leap I made here. Let me go back and find this. I'm glad so, you kept notes this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I find this work. I find this name, and I start researching it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Alexander. And then I... Okay, okay. Where is his name? Right here. I'm looking at this handwritten name, and it's two, two names... And it's obviously not 1560s. It looks, the ink is different, it's thinner, it's a finer quill, whoever hmm. wrote this. Give me a minute for this thing to come up. So anyways, I'm looking at this name, I'm like, oh, I'm going to find out who this was. I'm going to I'm gonna use my Google Foo, you know, and find oh, out yeah. who this was. <laughs> and I come to find out this exact name in 1778 was a personal friend of Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> right, one of wow. our founding, one of our founding guys here. 
and of course it's upside down it's written upside down in the beginning and and it's like wait what 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 whose name is that and it's like uh, Alexander and then Charles Portnoy or uh, Charles Maurice okay so I looked up Charles Maurice I looked up Alexander Charles Maurice I looked up everything I could and it comes to find out there was a Charles Maurice best friends with Alexander Hamilton. Wow. So I thought, I thought, oh my God, imagine if this somehow was tied to one of the founding fathers of America, Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. Because he bailed, Alexander Hamilton had to bail out this dude, Charles Maurice. He came from France or England or something, and he was a Billy Badass. He did something wrong and got hemmed up, and Alexander Hamilton had to... Uh, had to throw his bail or get him out, and I'm thinking that was so. So it's one of those things where you first see something, you go, "Oh, oh my God!" You know, it's it's Alexander <laughs> Hamilton, a founding father. This thing belongs in America. You know, there's a tie to America early on with Meyer, and it just now shut up. It's you're wrong. It's uh, it would have been great. Just walk away, dude. That's what I had to walk away from. That. Let's use the scientific method. Now it was exciting, bro, and it's fun. And see, that's the fun of research. You you come up with these crazy. Like, could it be? Theories. and But when you're translating, there's no theory. It's, this is what it says, and now leave it up to the people to physically reconstruct that. Oh, I'm itching. That shit work. Yeah. I'm itching. So I'm slowed down a little bit because I'm actually doing a comparative analysis to the Lund um, and, the, and the 61. So in the Duzac, I've got two-thirds of that finished actually out of 58 pages i've got 12 pages <laughs> nice. left to do but as i'm going through it i've got several i've got my own original transcription of the lund and then i've got my translation and then i've got dr forgan's translation so i've got three other pages open so i'm cross-referencing and i'm just looking down to the word what did meyer what was completely synonymous and exact word for word between the 61 and the Lund and what was changed so then we can we can we can look at that and study why is there a reason did he omit the the changer from this for a reason when he included the bow and the changer in this in the Lund and yet here in the 61 he just said the bow and etc etc yeah we so. had talked about how audience the audience of the 1570 is right. everybody is the youth of the German nation? It is. Right. It is for everybody. Yeah. You know, new pe new practitioners and old practitioners alike. You know, that's age and skill level as well. But then we got the Otto von Soms, the the Lund manuscript. That's that's was for a young, an adolescent boy, right? No matter how you slice it, he was a young man, and. That was, what do I need to give him to get him into the rapier? Because it was like a self-defense course, it seems like. It's like, zoom, zoom, pushed him through. And now this is how you brawl with rapier, you know? He's like, I yep. told you all this stuff, and now here's some tricks. Yep. But this, this Veldense manuscript, like, he had already been fairly well-traveled. He was Meyer's student after Veldense had traveled around to different courts and was really well educated like kind of like a like super smart well, cat well here yeah Go ahead. here's another thing to think about and this has come up and I'm gonna 
bring it out here. In 1561, Meyer would have been 24 years old. Uh-huh. If if the 1537 if yeah if Meyer date of 37 birth is, is correct. if Meyer 37 is our now guy. how likely is it that this Joachim Meyer swordmaster had amassed <laughs> such a knowledge and wealth and experience at tw- by 24 so let's say he wrote the Lund in 60 let's you know let's just pretend he would have been 23 can you think that a duke or, or a prince, or anyone else, maybe younger than Meyer a little bit, in their, in their late teens, they would have been more apt to look at a 24-year-old and say, yeah, cool, he knows some shit. As opposed to, do we have this image that it, you know, as a sword master, you've got to be 45 and Yeah, you're some grizzled scarred. old guy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so was, it, was, was Meyer this knowledgeable huh. at 24 years old? And if so, let's just say he was. How? How did he amass that much experience at 24? I mean, we're not talking dog years yeah, here, bro. No, we're talking... No, we're talking 20, and, you know, and we know... They lived more, granted, back then. They lived harder and more than we Well, we imagine. spend so much time in front of screens, yeah. on looking at... Recreating. Dig- yeah. Recreating, yeah, recreating. Yeah. Well, their leisure was thinking and reading or physically working, doing or working working to eat <laughs> working to eat i mean it's not like a lot of them had uh you know fuck off time i mean it was you're talking food and work <coughs> with the hands in your guild in your trade so 24 years old in 61 <coughs> think of that and he and he writes a, and he well has a book see i've had together like this i have always had a problem with the young age of this cat i had just the other day um, did like the missing years of Meyer little kind of thing for my um, Patreon cats and oh, I guess that's a plug sort of yeah check it out it's free um, I had cocktail and I started talking about some of these missing years what must have happened what must have happened even if it is Meyer 37 is our guy what must have happened well he had to have apprenticed and went through you know, the process to become a Messerschmitt, uh, a cutler, a knife maker. Right. Um, and also had to have been exposed to some serious martial arts training. Right. Right? Right, right. <laughs> so those... Probably, yeah. Probably those had to combat. have happened. Probably including some, some serious shit. I mean, I don't think that... I don't know. It could be that he was just, you know, a studio guy. But it also could be that he was a studio guy that had got some mud on his boots and some blood on his blade. I don't know. Um, we don't know enough about that either. But uh, well, again, um, later he did. The young, the young age is is was always kind of hard for me to figure in my head. But to go ahead and look at some of these historical figures and look at the ages that they were doing some of these most amazing things. So I don't want to poo-poo a young man, you know, going out and being, you know, a badass <laughs> and making it happen. Um, no, there's uh, Olivier does a does, does a quote in his uh, in his article that he just released, and it, it it speaks to that that the youth 
you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't overlook uh, a noble youth and, and that they haven't accomplished anything by 20 or some shit. I mean, they're, they're, again, I don't think our understanding is sufficient enough to say, boy, at 17, if, if you were noble, you had really lived and trained and done an, an immense amount of stuff just based on your, on your stature, your, your, your name, your Well, I mean, the fam- family name, your, your lineage, and the money that you had available to you was what opened up the doors of education yeah. Yeah. and privilege and all those backdoor handshakes, sort of the reality of the world. So, yep. yeah, yeah, that's just the way it was. And where did Meyer fit along this? You know, I at, always... Yeah, where at, 24, at 24. At 24, put a book together like this that is... is uh, and you and I have surmised and theorized and postulated and thought that this is not... That the Lund and this are not the only two that ended up like that. You know what I mean? Oh, there's got I, it. I, I, if he did two, bro, he did more than two. I mean, come on. This was something he did and made some dough, or it was to his benefit to do. He didn't yeah. do this for just the I, love This of is the about the best calling card you could have as a fencing right. master. Think about right. that, Kevin. Right. This is yeah. like this is your resume. This is This is the whole deal. Like, if I send this off with, you know, Veldance, he's going off to get married in Sweden. Yeah. That might, my book might be in front of a king. Like, well, think about thing. it. Like, that's yeah. had to go in his head. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. But the, uh, no, I had, a, I had a brilliant thought, man. Just. Oh, no. You diverted me. I'm thinking now about the king of Sweden. <laughs> you bastard. I apologize. Gustav Adolphus or whoever that was. No, you, um, you, you definitely have to think at 25. I, I just can't get over that now if you do the math. If, in fact, he was born in 37. We just presuppose that that's true. So at 24, he's making his way. He's writing these. There's, there's reason for him to be writing these. And look at the connections he must have had to have had. Well, it's, and, it's, and who they else? all oh, knew each point. other quite well, was, too. Here was my point, brother. Go ahead. Let me get this out before I forget. Better do it. Um, why do we not see this, similar books to this, from many other swordmasters, Fechtmeister, Freifechter, Hell, he wasn't even a master of the longsword that we know of, of any of the imperial privileged guilds. You know, it would have been a Marksburger by his time because prior to that, that was all there was. Um, Where are all the other books that are as comprehensive as this, as well done as this? It, It almost speaks to him as being much more highly educated than we are thinking. The fact that he was erudite enough to write a book to form to edit right right four books this <laughs> well this one in 61 <laughs> if if uh, let's say this is his first if we don't consider the lund as being written yeah i would consider this his first then, one this fell then we say this is his first yeah. maybe that could explain why it's um kind of unique in its format in in but the, the subject matter we see him repeating that several years later twice three times you know same lessons, different verbiage. It wasn't the sum of his knowledge by any means, but at the same time, here's a 24-year-old. He's clever, dude. He was a clever, clever man. No doubt. 
So like that was my point. A quality fencing master. You're right. Where is the other? Where are these other primary source documents? Why? Why that don't look, we, that, that look nice and neat like this? It's boom. Here's the here's the first section. Here's the next section. Here's the next section. It's it's not cryptic Merc verse. It's not none. It's just, and the fact that he references his knowledge of Lichtenauer and the Zettel, the earlier stuff. See, I I have my theories that right now are unprovable, and you know what they are. That yeah. he had either trained, had factual, and ha he was just in all. I think Augsburg is the a connecting piece, but could be. It could be. It could like, be. Like, boy, if you are a, a rogue researcher out there, freaking dig in. Yeah. <laughs> dig in. Find a yeah, find a connection to Augsburg with Johann Meyer. I mean, there. Like, if uh, we can connect him directly, directly. Not just in similarity alone to Paulus Hector. Oh man, that's yeah. it's over with. It's yeah. like then then we know that he trained there at least with fencing, if not messer. Then you can start digging, digging. Yeah, yeah. Knowing that that Paulus Hector didn't get executed until the 1580s. So no, 79, was, I think. 79. Or the 79. So Had he, to be. Well, he was still alive though during Meyer's heyday. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. You know, he would have if Meyer was holding these events. It's very possible, if not probable, that Paul's Hector could have sent him a message, one by hook or crook, you know, hey, you know, this is a guy who knows some stuff. Maybe he's got some manuals. I mean, clearly he reached out to um, Solinger, you know, another book I wonder collector. How far, speaking of Mayor, you got to wonder how far he had to go. Maybe he had such shit at his fingertips floating around that, that metropolitan city of Augsburg there. Maybe he didn't have to scour the the rye for for uh, for these works. I don't know, man. That's interesting. And how much? I don't know. Well, Maybe I think I think that they were just. It was it was rare. Even then, it was rare. Right. Okay. Um, look at Heinrich von Guterat. This cat, you know, runs yeah. across a feck book, and he's like, you know, holy, oh, yeah. holy moly, this is the best thing. Everyone else is dumb. I've got this ancient one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, his, you know, I think that was his bias from his instructor. Yeah. Who was who was a blue collar dude, who who could beat who could beat beat your ass rather handily, and I guess this uh, this Junker von Gunterrod liked that and was very enamored with this dude and said, yeah, this this is my guy. So whatever that guy said was it. And that guy said, what's this old priest? They see these old monks with the tonsured heads. They 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 were the shit. All this other stuff is just blue-collar crap and their dandies and their Leichtmeister and <laughs> some of the stuff, man. Yeah, like, no. Damn it. And that, but here, he, one a little, Greens. another Meyer Life kind of plug with, with Von Gunterrad. He wrote that about, he wrote, he mentions yeah. Meyer and his big voluminous book. Yep. And we have always assumed that he was referring to the 1570. Um, I still do, but... Yeah, well, he, yeah. Chris, but he think about it. saw it in Mecklenburg. He, well, then that means the oh, that means the Duke lied to Apollonia. Well, you think? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were all water. Yeah, they were. No, they're sorry. Can't have them back. So no, no. So yeah, the part of the story is is he shipped up a crate. Yeah. We assume probably almost all of the whatever the print run was that cost about you know whatever it cost. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And it gets up there, and supposedly it all gets water damaged after Meyer's death, and he just can't send them back. 
And but then we got Van Guteran reading this some nine years, six, you know, however long it took him to write his pens and manuals. He read he read that beforehand, which is interesting. And Van Guteran's format is interesting because of it. Yeah, what what Van G said about Meyer's work was was ultimately pretty pretty revealing as well. That you know he yeah he basically he knew some stuff, but he wrote a very rule oriented. You know, so you think about that, that, that he, he actually used that word regal rule that he had attributed Meyer's work to being, you know, complete with rules. So which, that's which is the gem of Meyer is yeah. those rules. And as you can teach and apply them, they, ha- yeah. they will never let you down as an instructor. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like whenever you think like, oh, man, I can't figure out what's going on here. Just go down the list of the rules you remember. And one yeah. of them is going to fix the damn situation. Yeah, pr- yeah. Preparing for, you know, uh, workshops or whatever I've done in the past, it, it yeah, it always involved a regal. <laughs> you know, yeah, especially in Dusak because this one's interesting. The '61 Dusak is interesting in that he gives good regal, and he uses particular guards to uh, demonstrate. But examples. not Bogan. Definitely Bogan. But yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting to that section now, and, okay. uh, and yeah, there are there's a synonymous nature with the sixty. Um, but look, if you look at this sixty-one, and you look at the longsword, about fourteen pages in, he jumps to a, a separate section of the longsword that basically says, "Follow now the next part of this of the longsword fencing, uh, wherein you're going to be taught the cuts." and the guards and you know you look at his the way he did the 70 he's definitely got a three you know that's a three part you know it's the hero's journey yeah Meyer definitely (laughs) it's it's a beginning it has a middle and it has a climax hopefully a bleeding wound of some sort and then it has the conclusion which is a safe withdrawal um, the abzug so the fact that he is formulating that I can't I can't wait to see little words. Like, does he use the word by arbeit, or does he use, does he use the word Krieg? Because in the 1570, that word only shows up twice. That's not Meyer's word of choice. No, here neither. Krieg. Okay, good. Well, no, the harness. The yeah, because you've got harness fencing here, and that's some Krieg, and that's some yeah. Krieg. Yeah. Well, that's Krieg yeah, that's going to be Kampfstoffer, where he's talking about a, a part in time of the fight, the Krieg. You know that time of the fight—that's the Krieg. You definitely see Zufeshtin. You definitely see Nach. You definitely okay. see Vor. Indes is is huge. In this. <laughs> I mean, Indes is. There yeah. will never. There should not be any other fucking questions about Indes. About Indes anymore. Once, once this shit gets read, it's like, okay, here's 30 examples of what it is and what it isn't. If you can't figure that out in 2021. You know, then do something else here because it's it's <laughs> it's really it's really telling you what it is and what it's not. He he says that this is what it's not, this is what it is, and it's a whole shitload of examples. And I was, my jaw is still agape, think, reading and looking at this and rereading and re-transcribing. As I'm translating, I I have to go back and and polish some transcription and say, okay, cool, that's. That's polished. That's 100% now. That's definitely what it says um, because of the context of the, the technique, the physical 
movement, hand doesn't fit, whereas head does, or uh. just something something real obvious where I got an F and an S wrong or some shit. Because, dude, there are multiple penmans in this. Ah, so it's not all the same guy. So no. he was dictating to someone. Um, don't know. I can we can assume a lot of things here, but I know that there are multiple variations of spelling. Uh, you know, not just on page to page on on a, on its own within a paragraph, but also when that penman changes, the way that they spelled. Everything changes. Great. D-A- what D-A-N a pain in the changed butt. To, changed to D H A N and and um, unfortunately letters, specific letters that that I'm so used to seeing a P. There's funky, funky way to write a P and a W are very fucking funky in this early New High German. And and there's three or four different examples. What I'm gonna do when I get this thing really wrapped up and done is I'm gonna start cutting and pasting little snippets of a letter and and a word and make my own little yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my own little uh little deal there for future use because this is a good one to do that with because there are multiple variations and and the other thing chris i'll say right now because my mouth is fucking running <laughs> the my lips my gums are flapping and lips are moving it's the um well, maybe I'll hold off on that. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, gee, talk up. You kind of oversold nothing, you son of a gun. No. Um. Yeah. Next. So, next question would be, you know, something that's near and dear to my heart is, and I already know the answer, but this is for everybody else. The factual. Does he mention the factual? Does the long sword fencing only look sporty? Like the rest of these pictures are also sporty. I'm being sarcastic. I had. Uh, air quotes up. These pictures are ultra violent and in armor, so it's some serious fencing. But how does the longsword fencing go? Because Meyer's one of the last guys in the Johannes Lichtenauer's longsword sort of, tradition. It's that's a good question. I think it's sort of like his seventy in that he's glossing early settle, and a lot of that settle is kill you dead stuff. A lot of that stuff is well known. It's there's no there's no holds barred there with that, and yet there are then sections of this that are pure Meyer longsword, and really don't include the uh, the zettel huh. as we as we, the zettel that we know. The zettel that we know. Well, there I you mean, go. Is that is that <laughs> something you're going to bring up? Are you going to bring that up? Yeah, there's we'll a, talk about that. Yeah, there's a zettel that he mentions from Frankfurt. And I've asked, I've asked quite a few, I've asked several people, have you ever heard of a, of a Lichtenauer Zettel or any Zettel? From Frankfurt. That's, that's, that's old, that's ancient, because he says the ancients, and being from Frankfurt. Frankfurtish, Frankfurtish. Uh, wait, ancients, he, doesn't he call the 12 rules ancient as well? And isn't that from Andrea Pottenfein? Yeah, the power and find. So that Which is not ancient. Though. Not ancient. Not by what our standards for ancient masters would probably be called. Maybe it's a bad translation. But let me get back to this. Okay. Fechtulen. It's very, very, very rewarding. Probably the most rewarding thing that I read so far in this work. For many, many, many years, I fantasized and dreamt that Meyer would at least acknowledge the name 
or the fact that Fechtulin existed, and then I could say, see, his <laughs> shit is definitely useful in the Fechtul, and we, we, you, what would you and I always say? Well, that's a no-brainer. He's writing stuff, and he's pulling you away from a high guard to hit you in the head, and, you know, that's Well, I mean, it's like, how me. else do you train someone to do this stuff? Yeah, with you know, no thrusting. With no thrusting, like in, in the, in, like in the fencing it studio, in the Zal. Yeah. It all points to that. So, lo and behold, we come to the dagger wrestling section. And uh, <clears throat> he actually uses the word Erfenen Schulen. Ah. Erfenen Schulen is synonymous with Fechtulen. That is another name for the Fechtulen. It's in every source we can read. It's in original sources. It's in original 16th century. They're calling Fechtulen the Erfnen Schulen, the public. Public, or, not or open. open. Open to I... the public. Open to the public. Okay. Open to the public fencing schools. Erfnen Schulen. It's, it's, and that carried on into the 17th century. The use of that word, Erfnen Schulen. It's like public to, event, right? Basically. Like, you can come to this. It's sponsored, I, I, or, hmm. Um, open event. and you know, bro, there may be a difference between a Fechtulen and an Erfnenschulen. Yeah. We don't know. But I know that that word Erfnenschulen is, is synonymous with Fechtulen. Yeah. So, and, of course, the context of what he said here, you know, um, and now follow the forbidden uh, techniques and attacks oh. that shall not be allowed in the Erfnen Schulen, in the, in the open schools. And it's, you know, it's murder this, stab to the balls that, <laughs> you know, break and cut fucking fingers off. It's it's some really... Severing fingers. You know you're not screwing around when that's, like, the target. <laughs> like Finger lursing. Finger lursing. Yeah, you're just like, okay... <laughs> Somebody was, and that had to be a thing, bro. Think oh, about no, that. absolutely. That was a All thing. All of the, so, <laughs> yeah, there's rules. There's rules in fencing where they're like, you don't hit the hands because, of course, you can hit the hands. Just like, yeah, it was like, it's not a challenge. But if you really want to jack somebody up, yeah. you try to chop off their finger before you poke them in the heart. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you sure um, as crap better have warned them first with a flat edge strike or something, or you're going to jail no matter what. I don't know, man. I just, I just was so. It was so rewarding to read his acknowledgement of these, uh, of these fencing schools, of these open schools. Here's what you don't do. And the other the thing for, that more I more forbidden. Oh yeah, more uh, forbidden. Yeah, no, exact you know, terms. The other, the other thing that was very, very rewarding and also confusing and difficult to translate was the um, his colloquial use of words to denote anatomical portions of the body that served as a target. You know, you got your standard stuff in the in the in the Lund okay. and in the 70, you've got your standard to the face, to the groin, uh, to the to the hand, throat, um, what else we got? Yeah, Heart. Throat, <laughs> groin. But here he uses words like Herzengriblin. The the, the the chest cavity, the heart cavity. The heart cage. Yeah, the heart cage. Like, <laughs> that sounds like, what? Yeah, yeah. That's and then rad. The, there was that is super one, good. There was another one that was that meant that means the the anterior the anterior deltoid muscle. He doesn't just say fucking shoulder. 
He says He's talking about the outside, the, the, the tattoo big, muscle, the tattoo muscle of your shoulder. <laughs> Stab him right there, you know, with, a, with a dagger. It's horizontally. gonna. Oh man, you know what? It's gonna that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. It's gonna, it's gonna leave a mark. It's gonna leave a little mark. Yes, it is. What was the other? Oh yeah, wrestling and the forbidden attacks that must not be allowed in the open schools, namely the murder thrust to the temple. Ooh, now, that's very specific. The sheriff, the sheriff, which is. Uh, that's got a whole story. That yeah, word itself that has word got a great story. Took me quite a bit of time to, to settle on that translation on that choice and the closest I could come is a German word Schäfe which means that portion of your skull that, that we call the temple and so a Boslerish or Swiss Appenzeller dialect or dialect uses Schäfe for Schäfe hmm. Schäfe so it's an umlauted O in Swiss it's an umlauted A Auf Deutsch, and uh, it means the same thing. And and what else? You know, a murder, the murder thrust to the temple. You stab someone in the temple with a dagger. They're dead. Yeah, I mean that's it. That's that's, it's, that's it's a over quick with. Kill. That's now, a quick kill. when we get our friend Nick on here, he oh. I sent him a PDF about I think it was like a surgeon's report in like seventeen tens or something, but it talked about thrust to the head, and how, like, unless it hits an eye socket the nose or the mouth or something it literally it'll dig in and glance so it's like there's some scary like you want to do throat thrusts more than you would ever want to do a face thrust it's a bigger target i'd rather you do a a a heart cage thrust that's what a what a better target than a left eye that's going to capture yeah you're right you're definitely right that could glance that could glance off the cheek or or uh yeah, the orbital. That, what is that? The uh, zygomatic, <laughs> zygomatic bone. The zygomatic bone. You know. Anyway, we're I'm off in left field because I started imagining just how brutal Myers fighting is with Rapier and how much more brutal people are gonna still more people are gonna get into this, Kevin. All the all the Meyer poo pooers might finally. You know, yeah. jump on board and be yeah. like, "Yeah, let's let's do that. this." We talked about that early on. Yeah, it's okay now to thrust and admire. It's okay to <laughs> to uh, to smash someone in the face with the pommel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always been that way. But it's always been that. <laughs> do it if you want. Like if you I'm, read it, you know, if you read yeah. it, and you know the tradition it came from. But this is just going to be enlightening. Um, I think for totally. a lot of people, totally. and I personally am going to be using those rules. I'm just going to fold it right into the teaching methodology and to look at the fact that he's got a registry in the back blows my mind. Like that is super cool that Meyer threw in, um, by weapon, by weapon, alphabetically, alphabetically, by weapon, alphabetically, long sword, A through Z. There's no, there's no Y, nothing in Y there, (laughs) no Q. Although, you know what, bro? This does have a Q in it. What? Yeah, there's a there's a and there's an X. What? There there is an X and a Q in this, and I had to I forget where it's at, but I, I need to go back and find that and say look. What is it like Xerxes? A, I mean, what 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 what, no. what Z word what X word is did Meyer possibly use? Example. 
Oh, yeah, he he uses that word so, in the 1570, he does. Yeah, but that's that's fracture. <laughs> this <laughs> okay, is handwritten. Okay. This is handwritten. There's a, there's a difference, probably. <laughs> and the, the Q is, uh, I'm going to have to find it. And then there's one or two words that I think are foreign, They're, where he just throws the shit in there, and you're like, that is, no, there's no way that's German. It's some kind of an Italian term. Oh, Italian, like, Italian borrowing. Like or some shit. Yeah, it's, it's i got to go back and find that. It's gonna get it's just gonna get more and more interesting, and I hope people will be uh, will be cool about it and be open. And I don't know. Um, I had Joey Two Pants asking me already this morning what are my intentions with the uh, translation. Um, you know, he can put that up on Lichten, on Wishton Hour for me, and I'm like, yeah, that's that'll happen for sure. But and I told him, and I went, I want to say this right here and now. I want to give first crack to to. Uh, Monsieur Dupuis, I mean, whatever he, whatever he intends to do, I think he should have. Yeah, you know, publicly, I think that that's pu- fair. As far as public, pu- if he says, I'm going to translate, th- I'm going to transcribe and translate this and give it to the world, then then he's going to do that, and I'm going to say hoorah, you know, huzzah, and excellent, thank you, and that that's what I think should happen. If he says he wants to, I don't think that he's going to want to publish now because it's shared. I mean, the images are out there. If the hand shrift is out there, there's got to be, like I said, there's people doing it right now. Yeah, there'll be people transcribing and translating, and, and that'll be awesome. So oh, I don't yeah. know if it's a, if it's a, rush, to, a rush to the finish line, but I know uh, I'm super far along than, than anybody else because it's, say it's day one. <laughs> say it's day one, and, you know, I'm already five months into this thing, but uh, uh, again, there'll be multiple translations, and there'll be there'll be some good shit out there somebody will come up with a good one and that's what we want you know and then I can modify mine and say oh yeah that's better or, <laughs> like oh I like that turn of phrase <laughs> I like that you know better and, and hopefully it won't we won't see Fort and Foible and uh, uh, not in this but no but, the, my, uh, my dream well I've got this silly workbook thing and I'm gonna I, I think I shared it with you but boy we gotta put those terms back in there those terms we're there for a reason. They carry; those are the terms themselves are lessons that you can teach. Yeah. <laughs> don't remove them because you. I just don't remove them, guys. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're talking about certain translations. They fail to to adequately. Uh, you know, I'm having trouble with the word "svesh" and "übersvesh." Yeah, there it's it's a difficult uh, one-liner to say horizontal. Athwart, you know, athwart. Yeah. I mean, there, there's nothing better. I I started, I tried, I experimented with the word transverse. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like the Latin version, the little Paul's Hector. Transverse is is meaning across. But why not so, just say across? Well, in places I do. Okay. Okay. Where it fits the context, like holding a dagger. If you lay a dagger transverse on your arm, that's not as as good as if I said lay the dagger across your arm. Yeah. But that could be ten different ten different degrees of you know it, it, it could it could be ninety degrees. It could be parallel to the arm. Yeah. Which yeah. which it is. It's hold the hold the dagger on your arm parallel to your arm. I mean that's a whole. Sentence there for one, where Meyer used one word, Uber's Vesh. 
halt den Dolch in Übelswerch auf deinen Arm, you know. I mean, you know, how do you, how do you adequately translate that? You it's tough. Well, no, I mean, you, uh, yeah, you, that's, the, I mean, that's the part tough. that's tough, is, and I, me the, doing a machine translation like a robot with the transcription of the 1600 for sections of Meyer, like the poem and things, and it's hard. It's hard to just find the right word. Word. Yeah, ooh, that, that would be tough because there's a lot of things that it, it looks like he's saying if one approaches you, mm-hmm. but it's actually when you approach him. So, I mean, there's reverse, there's direct opposite meanings, even though the spelling appears. But it, you have to know the pronoun then. If it's dich to you or you from you or dear to you, you know, von, von, von einer begegnet dir. When one approaches to you, whereas you would want to translate that and say in modern German, you could you could look at that and go when when you approach one. So you, uh, you're still of the mind that like a it's easier for non-native German speakers to translate the the stuff. It depends on their level of English, but a native-born English speaker who 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 has a good knowledge of German. And then goes back and reads a real pig pig gibberish version of modern German. I mean, if this is really, have you ever seen the Civil War American Civil War journals? Yes, um, I have. Like yeah, the guy from Company H, this Tennessee guy, he was a Confederate soldier and he wrote a diary, and he spells H like A Y T C H, you know, instead of fucking. K-E-R-N-E-L. I mean, he's phonetically spelling shit. I noticed that there's some of that here in the in the in the etymology of, of this of the German language in that early from 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 New High, Old High to New High to early New High, there's so many you know differences and delineations between uh, the evolution of their spelling from medieval 1400s, 1500s, all throughout the 1500s, it was changing. And then it was colloquial. There were different, if you were from the south, different from the north, from the west, the eastern people had their own little sayings and shit. I mean, that's, language is a, is a fucking bitch sometimes. <laughs> so, and, and that's, part of that's what you found with this, this, this Bosler, yeah. like, cl- language yeah. variants. Yeah. Wasn't looking for it. No, I wasn't. Didn't I? Didn't directly go to that, but it came to me in 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 research, and I said, "Oh, wow, uh, that kind of stands to reason." If he was educated there, he might have. Uh... Then he had to assume: Did did Veldens know what Scherfa meant? Would he have? Would Veldens have seen seen that and said, "Oh, that yeah, that's a Swiss word for temple." I mean. Uh, you know, it's weird. That that you, well, man, yeah. How? Well, he's from the same area that Meyer's from, Veldens, like literally, mm-hmm. like. Irish is no. Yeah, and in the south, definitely not opposite ends of the, of the empire, but. And then but they're I along think, that ridge line where they were again. They were, now they weren't French, but yeah. and this, those contested. It was all contested land, including Strasbourg, for that matter. Well, you get into some Tyrolean language, and then you get into some Bayerish. Hell, when I lived in Germany and started learning Schwabish, 
I said, this ain't German, <laughs> you know, this is not even for a German. What is this? This, no, that's Schwabish, you know, that went way back. Wow. Ich gehe zum Hause, ich gehe zu Hause, I'm going home, right? Okay. That's German, ich gehe zu Hause, I'm going home. Schwabish, it's egging oi. Egging oi, egging oi, it's egging, egging oi. Come on, what, please. Oh, well, I couldn't make that up. Oh, what? Yeah. No, just and that they were talking that way when I lived in Stuttgart for three years, you know, and, and they added le to everything. Huh. Instead of debank, debank, they called it debankle. You know, <laughs> <laughs> debankle. Okay, gotcha. Know what that means? But then, yeah, dude. So again, within Germany, even in the 1980s, let alone the 1580s, there were multiple. Um, variations of that language and they had to get that shit on some uh, on the same page so it's amazing that we can do anything here with this work but I, you're right he was writing this for somebody who was educated so he wasn't going to write some dick shit and, and have this guy look at his stuff and go what the hell the hell does this mean you know yeah well I mean you, I like to pretend that Meyer gives Veldentz the uh the manuscript on his way out of town from Heidelberg um, to, to him get married. Because we know he traveled around the Holy Roman Empire before Feldens got married to Princess Anna. Right? Um, another Gustav's daughter. And because this was a super lucrative marriage. Um, but that, that would have been what a great opportunity to you know, hand that off, like, when he's, as a wedding gift, almost. Yeah, but what was the connection? Well, he was his student. Well, I mean, he was his, he was his student. In Heidelberg? No, I was, I think that, yeah. Meyer, Meyer taught in Heidelberg. He either taught there, or those people came down to Strasbourg. Or, Veldens stayed there for quite a while, and ended his trip with effectual, maybe, on his way out the empire. So there's again, some again, again though that doesn't speak to a to a to a connection. Meyer wouldn't have written a book for a guy that he never knew and only was going to meet one time at effectual. You're looking at what is that? We know with Casimir, there had to be a a sergeant at arms, a master at arms type deal with him there, like he went and did with the Duke of Mecklenburg. Yeah. You know, Meyer got Meyer got called up there. Who knows what he would have written for him? Oh boy. You know, I mean he had with him that Rostock, that rough draft. He was working on that. That was for some Count von Eberstein and whatnot. But imagine what he would have written and dedicated to this Duke who was actually paying him to, to do it. To, <laughs> to, to, to do stuff. Yeah. I mean that was a legitimate gig. Did was was that Meyer's gig? Is that he would be hired out to the Duke of Veldens, the Duke of, of uh, Solms, the you know, was that a thing that those Oh, the part of the culture of, of being are, Yeah, you know? I don't I think that that's how the young Otto, you know, his brother was either taking classes with him or was bringing him down there because they yeah. there was unless it is you take one lesson and he had these on standby, you know for just in case he taught a noble, which sounds ridiculous, and I don't believe it. Yeah. 
Like you, le you leave a manuscript's um, dedication blank. I can't see that being the methodology, but that's, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. Like that's just not how people did things. They wouldn't make something and sink money into it and not have a reason. Agreed. Yeah, no, agreed. But again, there's that connection. You know, we know clearly in the 1570, Meyer says in the intro, you know, as I, I know you've requested me many times to put this to paper. And so finally I'm doing that. And that's the 70 to Casimir. Well, Casimir well, was stomping all over and back and forth yeah. during the, the early 60s from like 50. And he was living mm -hmm. where at? Heidelberg. No, no was, I don't think, mid to late, I think 65, from what I've gathered, his father basically told him to go and, and clean house, that they were burning Huguenots by the feet, and, and, you know, those were his subjects, his father's subjects, Casimir's father's subjects, you know, and, and I think there was 65, 66, the wars of religion were raging, 67, I don't see Meyer having stayed out of that. I really don't think that he was just in some Fechtertzal just chilling. Teaching, and he knew how to stab people in the balls and cut their fingers off. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was, his, his shit was in demand. That kind of knowledge was in demand. Um, <clears throat> so. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's, that's where some more research is. I've got a nice timeline of the life of Johann Casimir. Yeah. And, like, his back and forths that he did with a whole bunch of people. And, like, we just have to literally track this guy's life better. And, like, where was he where Meyer could have had interactions right. where the we know where Meyer was? You know, the same as the first couple pages of this 61, where he's dedicating this to Veldens. And a lot of it is the obligatory, gratuitous stuff, you know, blase, blase, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that for you, and your grace. You're your great, you're great. EF, EFG, <laughs> your, your princely grace, here's my, my, you know, subservient service, and, 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 you know, all this other shit he's talking, but there I had hoped to read something like, something like we see in the, uh, 70 where he's saying you, you know you know uh prince valdense when we were down there stomping ass in bavaria you know <laughs> you said this to me and and here i'm doing it so i mean you know i just you that would have been oh man how cool would that been well we're not that chris we're not it's not it's not enti entirely out of the realm yet i do not have a good well but I, again I valdense didn't do any stomping around until later valdense was a young man yeah. he traveled yeah. After he grad, after he finished his university time in Heidelberg, yeah. he traveled presumably south, or Meyer, we don't know, but he went all over the place. And at some point, he got his fencing manuscript. And then, like, actually, that last year before he left, it, everybody would have known that his bride-to-be was no longer his bride-to-be. So I might as well tell the damn story. So... <laughs> Our guy was betrothed on paper to one of the king of Sweden's daughters, uh, Cecilia. And Cecilia was uh, willful. So anyway, while, and, but this is, they arranged this from when they were kids. So this is, this was the king's way to get in good with the German nobility. Um, and kind of strengthen his position 
uh, as the Reformation kind of kicked the Catholics out of land. <laughs> anyway, Princess Cecilia's elder daughter, like, oh man, Catherine, I think it's like Catherine, she gets married, and her husband brings his younger brother along for his best man, you know, and, you know, it's, and it's going to be a wedding retinue, and it's going to travel around like they did. I guess for several nights as this party traveled about the country, and then it wintered somewhere for Christmas, um, they're holding parties, and this young man was literally breaking into the Virgin Towers, and... <laughs> climbing up the wall. <laughs> he literally Climb. got caught climbing up the wall. Not Scaling once, wall. not twice, <laughs> With his four dick in times. His hand. <laughs> yes. Michael, so, I love that. Love so that. Finally, these willful. guards. You said she was willful. She, so. she was a willful kid. Yeah, so I don't think this wasn't willful. like he was going up there being a bad boy. I right. think this was, they were like, Mutual. they were, it was, it was consensual. consensual situation. Consensual. Absolutely. Um, so. <laughs> This guy gets, like the guards, I can imagine me being a military guy, standing out, fucking, uh, you're some OPLP, right? You're just standing there, smoking yep. a cigarette, whatever, yep. holding your pike, you know, whatever, holding yep. your halbert. Yep. And you see the silhouette of some freaking knucklehead noble that you couldn't even spit at, sneaking into the Virgin Tower area. Did, and, and you're like, you know what's going on. You're like, oh, we can't say nothing. You know, like, kids will be kids. Like, they might, like... If she denies it, we might get in trouble. Okay. But then it happens like three more times. They're like, ah, we got to tell, we got to tell Eric. We got to tell the eldest son or yeah. they're going to kill us. She's like going to yeah. defame the, the king's name. You know, she's going to get pregnant essentially is what they had to have been thinking. So anyway, Eric finds out. He, they like basically set up a trap and they literally catch this guy <laughs> in the act with his pants down. The, the, oh. that's where that comes, like, get caught with your pants down, like, this story spread like wildfire because the, the incensed elder brother, sure. um, you know, threw him in prison and then drug him back and, like, like, he got in trouble, like, the king was pissed off with Eric, but he didn't care at that point, he was, he was heir apparent and, you know, and he, and boy, Eric held a, a grudge against this guy too. Um, but anyway, so that's why our guy Valdence ended up marrying <laughs> Princess Anna because that happened. And boy, oh boy, like that's just that's one degree from Meyer. You know, if we're playing the sixty degrees of Meyer game, that whole scandal. Mm. So. But yeah, she was like the Paris Hilton kind of like character, wow. you know, Britney Spears character of the 16th century. She ended up being a pirate too. <clears throat> pirate. I shit you not, a pirate. Dangerous man. Yeah, that was a dangerous lady, Prin in Princess those, Cecilia. In those days, dude, in those days, and that's who he wanted to marry. That's who he was gonna marry, but then the scandal came out and he just switched. He was like, "I'll take the other daughter, thank you." All of them came with like. <laughs> All of them came with this huge, huge dowry. Lovely. Lovely to have a choice, you know. Right? Jesus Lovely to have a choice God. like that. But that you can't make this stuff up. That's like, no. that was happening. No. And no. Meyer no. knew, Meyer knew, Meyer knew that. <laughs> he knew that happened to, at least happened to his student, or happened to this guy, by the time that that fencing manuscript was dated. 
So think about that. Our guy Meyer knew of this scandal. It was just everywhere. It was, that was an, prior to '61. Yeah. So that's just I just gives us one tiny moment where we can know the mind of what our fencing master was thinking. He's thinking, oh boy. <laughs> it might it might have something to do with the words that he left him. Really. In in the beginning of this, uh, as I'm listening to you, I'm I'm. Reading and connecting about, some pieces. I'm oh, I reading love it. and thinking about this, thinking that there's some advice. And of course, if Meyer was only a few years older, he wouldn't have been too, in any way, would he would not have you know used words to admonish a prince. I mean, you're no. talking about a prince, bro. Yeah, this is not like <laughs> this, this the English a, have done a disservice to the yeah. German, the, the Holy Roman Empire, the principalities, because yeah. they ended up calling everybody dukes. Or my lord, lords, lords. You know, it, but it, they weren't just, lords and dukes. They were legit princes. This, you this know, they had power and they had money and influence. Oh yeah, this guy especially. You know, seeing as how he's his father, who his father was, and whatnot. But you're 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 talking about very very ingratiating words Myers using, but he's also sort of pushing the the honorable. This is this is this is how the youth of today can gain honor and he, he goes into particulars about wearing of weapons huh. in harness in the beginning in the first couple pages the in, the uh, the dedication kind of is he's already instructing it's not just the gratuitous ass licking yes your grace i'm your grace's number one fan and blah 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 <laughs> da, da, da. It's like, you know some of the i always save this shit for the last but it's some of the best well, I mean, it's also you. Feelings. I know you know you got to get the the dedication letters. Got to smell right. You can't read wrong it's because tough. it's too good. It's, it's too so tough. The words he doesn't use these words anywhere else. There's verbs. There's action verbs. There are adverbs. There's all kind of shit in here that you got to really rely on early new high uh, dictionaries and and obviously the spelling gets varied so it's not this this nice German you know verstandlich yeah well I mean do you think that um I think that we've been talking too long (laughs) yeah yeah probably I should maximize some time here and and get back you should get back to translating I don't want to like if anyone was crazy enough to listen to this whole rambling thing you know we're all over the place hey man you guys just in, enjoy the show about <laughs> the the fifteen sixty one, the newly rediscovered uh, Meyer manuscript, uh, multi weapon, beautifully colored, um, wonderfully bound, original, original. And by the way, Olivier Dupuis does, without having gone there and handled this, which I thought he did, but he has not. He has discovered that there are um, something, some some things are amiss. Where there was some pages either missing or removed or put back in. There's some there's some weirdness there that he's got to discover. But something caught his eye in looking at uh, scrutinizing the images. Okay, yeah, I now so I'm going to be diving all the way into that. We didn't even talk about the. We briefly mentioned. The, the Bolognese and the Marozzo and the, the Opera Novas. There's so much, Chris. That we, yeah, we, guys, there's this so is, this was the, 
this was the taster episode of the opening salvos. Opening salvos of the Valdense experience. <laughs> Basically. So we'll do a, a we'll absolutely do more and happily field your questions and answer them if you actually leave them. Um, other than that, brother, I had a great time like always. And yep, been real. <laughs> yes. This is what a day. What a day. Uh, All right, everybody. Have a good one. Yep, later.